When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Half swing, did he go? Yes, he did, according to David Rackley. Two down. Again, the breaking ball gets a swinging strike three. And another one gets a swinging strike three. Got the inside corner. And Smoke actually jumped in the batter's box. That pitch and its location surprised him one down. Breaking ball, and Rios prances off the mound. Another three batter inning in the seventh. Seven shutout innings and a two-nothing twins lead. Are you here by circle? You're right, Manny. I was uh, not listening to the broadcast last night. I, uh, I, I, my, my protest was to have the sound down, even though Smalley was on. That was the smug dick last night. That was kind of, yeah, as Barrios is kind of rolling around. It's kind of like the, oh, yeah, I, I knew this was going to happen. You know, I, these, <laughs> these are the twins. That was kind of, that was kind of the smug dick, I would think, last night. Uh, Barrios, uh, was, uh, very, very good last night and, uh, a great idea by the Twins. I don't know if it was the manager or the pitching coach or the front office, whoever said, you know, the kid's kind of not been as good going into the he break here. He needs some here. extra rest. Yep. He could use a little extra rest. So mm-hmm. he uh, pitches a week ago Saturday, and uh, then he uh, pitches one inning in the All-Star game on Tuesday, and he hadn't pitched again. So uh, one inning in 10 days. And he, he looked fresh again. He looked ready to go, and uh, he was uh, he was really good. And you know what? I don't even think Judd wants to trade him. Do you? God, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> we got to trade everybody, but I, I don't think anybody wants to no, but Jose Brios. This offseason, do you approach him about a long-term deal? Because I certainly do. It's interesting. Yeah, I don't know if this... We don't know yet if these guys do that, do we? We don't, but I think it's foolish to let a kid... Well, this isn't like giving a contract to Nick Blackburn. No. This isn't like giving the four-year deal to Nick Blackburn. This is, uh, you know, this is taking your chance that nothing happens to the arm and giving him five years and saying, hey, you're the man. This is our ace. Yeah, Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. But, uh, again, I don't know what their strategy is. But when you look at what's going to happen... it doesn't look like, I don't think Gibson will probably get moved, but so let's say Gibson's still here. Irv will be gone. He'll, he's off the payroll. He's not coming back. Lynn's gone. Uh, Lynn's gone. I don't know if Odorizzi's coming back. Maybe he's still under contract. They have one more year of He hasn't been good enough, but, uh, you know, if Romero isn't what we'd hoped yet. Maybe he could be. Gonsalves, I see he had a good game last night, but uh, they're going to have a young pitchy staff. You need a leader, and this guy's the leader, and you might yeah. as well tell him, 
as hard as he works at it, uh, yeah, I think it would be worth their while to give him a big contract. Meanwhile, nice to see the Yankees punch up that bullpen. Oh wasn't it? Zach Britton. <laughs> I'll say one thing. Brian Cashman, ever since he's George died and he's kind of been able to uh, do what he wants to do, pretty good. Yeah. Last year he loaded up that bullpen and uh, at, the, at the trading deadline. And this year they now have Aroldis, who's had a couple of problems, but uh, Batansis is back. He's he's good again, and they got David Robertson. So before last night, uh, before Zach Britton pitches a game, they have a bullpen with a two seventy five ERA that leads the major leagues, and with four hundred and forty eight strikeouts that My leads God. the major leagues. Oh. And now they got Britton coming in. So they got two lefties, Chapman and Britton, two righties, Batansis and Robertson. Uh, what uh, what the hell are you going to do? And, and uh, Britton said he's fine pitching the eighth inning in front of Chapman. If you don't get a lead in the fourth inning, you're done. Yeah, it used to be. Last year was when we Twins went there to play him. You're saying they got to be ahead by after five. You know? mm-hmm. Now you got to be ahead after four. After four. How yeah. about you're ahead after one and they still lost to the bullpen? Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> that is true. But uh, uh, very, uh, very good meal uh, uh, move by the uh, Yankees. And everybody else wanted him. Uh, he, the Cubs wanted him. The Red Sox wanted him. The Astros wanted him. So how come you can't put a better package than this together? Well, the one pitcher they got, Dylan though, Tate, right? is, is supposed to be legit. He's going to be a frontline starter. Yeah. Well, supposedly. Yeah. But it's not like an overwhelming list here. Tampa might have got a better pitcher for, uh, for Evaldi. Evaldi today. They got mm-hmm. a guy who leads AAA in strikeouts, throws hard. Some guy named Beeks or something like that. But the Red Sox, they have shocked me by being, what, five games ahead of the Yankees? Because mm-hmm. they played really great. But uh, he's, they can't have the they don't have the pitching to compete with this. But their start their bullpen isn't as good. But their starters their are starters better than the Yankees. Good. Oh yeah, they are. And then, and then the Yankees, the Yankees. I don't. It doesn't sound like any big timers available starting wise. Why wouldn't this is when Tampa's got to put Chris Archer out there, right? Yeah, they they well he's not. He hasn't been great. I but heard he Rosenthal say great. that the reason that they might hang on to him is. You look at what he's owed, it's not much on a per-year basis, yeah. no, even by Tampa's they, standards. I think Tampa wants no, to get but, a loan away. No, but when everybody else is as desperate as they are now for a share. No, but my, my point was going to be he's all, he's he's controllable and affordable, but also Tampa's looking to be good in about 2020, and he's still under contract with him at that point. That was his point. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know. 2020 is a long way off. And, oh, I you know, agree, I got but there's still six for, days to go. For, I got news for Tampa. They're the type of club, like our boys, they pop up and they look competitive and then they go back. They're they're in that great, great wasteland. They're not going to be good. They're not going to be like, ooh, like they were a few years back. That's, Especially that's in that division. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't have moved him when the season started because they, they probably weren't getting the right offers. But right now, all these teams looking for a starting pitcher, He's who's out there? Nathan Eovaldi, you saw him pitch here, didn't you? The mm-hmm. Twins killed him. Uh, that's not a that's not a big-time acquisition right now. I would put Gibby out there and see what they wanted to give me. I on. was just going to ask, what mm-hmm. are our boys planning on doing here? Because there's, 
I mean, obviously Dozier's been the biggest rumor, but what Dozier and Presley, those are my two guys I think you're going to get traded. You think Eski stays? I think Eski stays, yeah. I don't think they give you enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you can get as much for Eski as you can get for Dozier, but you probably want to keep Eski over Dozier, right, to play third base. I cause, would. Cause the Personally, big I would, is, yeah. The big man's not playing there anymore. He's playing first base. What do you mean he got into shape down in Fort yeah, Myers? Lost 20 pounds. I want to see that. I want to see. You know what? Uh, remember the great Al McGuire uh, quote about Rich, Rick Majerus when he was on the diet? No. Way back 25 years ago on TV. He says, Rick lost 30 pounds. They threw a deck chair off the Queen Mary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll, we're going to listen to Mike Zimmer today. Uh, the, the Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer. Uh, both uh, met the press out at uh, Winter Park uh, after the uh, the first uh, morning session with the athletes, and uh, and Zim talked uh, emotionally about uh, Tony Sperano and other matters. And uh, we'll uh, listen to Zim when we get back. Morning. Um, it's, it's good to get back out here on the field. Um, you know, it takes a little bit of sting away of, of uh, you know, losing a great friend, a great coach, good man. Um, you know, unfortunately, I've been I, I've been through this uh, about eight years ago when I lost my wife. So uh, we're hoping that this is the last time. But Tony was a very good friend of mine, an excellent football coach, a mentor for me to be able to go in and talk to him about um, things in the office. He was always here very, very early in the morning, as, as I usually am. And we were able to sit down and talk about not just football, talk about life, talk about kids and things like that. So it'll be hard for a few days, but we'll get through it and we'll get back to work and um, do the things that we do, and that's what he'd want us to do. So questions? your sounding board kind of with his head coaching experience and your background uh, some you know I, I, you know I have lots of sounding boards I need them um, but yeah Tony Tony was you know especially with the offense he was a guy that I could go in and talk to a lot of times and talk about game plans and things like that and um, you know because we've been together for quite a while so we had, we had quite a relationship you know his his wife Jeanette is in I told her the other day. She reminds me a lot of my wife. She's the sweetest lady ever. But sorry. Kind of described as an intense coach, but with a kind of soft side behind it. What I mean, what did you know? See of him as just the person that maybe we didn't get to see as often. Yeah, he was always grumpy. He was not like me. He probably the only grumpier person in the building than I was. But um, he really cared about his players. You know, I've sat in with him in offensive line rooms a lot. And, you know, he had a way of poking the stick at the guys and then putting his arm around him. Yeah, how would you t- describe his relationship to his players? I mean, several offensive linemen have said he's like a father figure, was like a father figure. Was he like that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, he was, you know, he always had a player in his office talking to him about not just football, but they were always in there. And, um, you know, I think you probably saw by the, the – comments from his former players and things like that when when this all happened that uh, you know how much they cared for him. Career just, you know, 
adaptability, innovation from the Wildcat to what he's done here. How did he embody that when he came here in those two years that you guys had? Well, Tony was a guy that he was, he was very uh, uh, confident in his ways. Um, you know, he, he believed in, in doing things a certain way, and, um, you know, that's why I love to come out here watching these guys work so hard. Uh, he would grind them. He was tough on them. Um, he, he had more sayings probably than any coach I've ever been around, but, uh, you know, it was every day he had a different saying, and, uh, you know, so that was, that was fun. But he he's, you know, he was exactly what I was looking for an offensive line coach when I hired him because he was, he had that toughness and the mentality that we were trying to develop with the offensive line. Oh, uh, I mean, he had all kinds of them. You know, he, uh, we'd talk about a play, and he said it's a horse of peas. You know, instead of saying it's one or the other, it'd be horse of peas. You know, he had you know the Italian background in him and East Coast. Trying to balance getting your football team ready, but yet paying respect and honor. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a fine line. You know, guys. I know when the vets come in and we go, we all go to the funeral. It'll be uh, you know, it'll be a tough day, but um, you know, we're professionals, and this is what we get paid to do. We go out here and play, and uh, you know, Tony would, if Tony was here, he would tell us, uh, you know, you got to get out there and get to work. You know, that's that was Tony. Tony was going to be a guy that um, never going to take a day off. Um, he's going to come in here and grind, and uh, and that's what he would tell us to do. We got to go grind. We got to get better. We got to <clears throat> we got to improve on where we're at each and every day. I think a little bit of both. I, you know, we're obviously going to talk about it, and and uh, you know, I've gotten a couple of texts from a couple of the players, and you know, basically I told them, you know, that um, you know we're going to we're going to get through this together. You know, that's that's how we do things here, and that we're going to uh, continue to fight and try to get better. And that's what he'd want us to do, and um, you know, so I think I think we'll handle it that way. He sounds an awful lot like you when you described him. Did you see that? Are you guys kind of brothers that way? Yeah, we're both grumpy. Um, I don't know. Um, he um, he was a good football coach, good man. You know, loved loved his grandkids, his kids. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, we're all we're all really fortunate to get a chance to be around him. Everybody, all the players, and you know, <clears throat> unfortunately, the time came too short. Is there one area that you can really find a Parcells part of him, and just kind of, you know, under that same under that same umbrella? There's every part of him was Parcells. Yeah, I mean, half the sayings were, you know, he'd come in and say, "Hey, the old man, he, the old man, he come in and told me this, and or he called me this morning. If you talk to the old man lately, you know, stuff like that." about the relationship, the special relationship assistant coaches have with a group because you spend so much time with them both. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, you, t uh, you know, 
they take the, on the personality a lot of times of, of the assistant coach. And, you know, the assistant coach is with them so much more than, than I am. I'm, you know, able to get this group or that group. or But, um, yeah, I mean, they spend so much time together. They text each other. They, you know, they communicate, you know, in the meetings and after practice and, and you know, in the cafeteria and all those all those places. So, um, you know, the, the trainers deal with everybody. The strength coach deals with everybody and the assistant coaches deal with their group pretty much and um, you know so that's why having great assistant coaches are so it's so important you back in one-on-one tony was actually very kind uh open and uh candid i think i think that's a surprise when you talk to one-on-one rather than when he's kind of gruff and joking around do you think that's what is surprising to people? He kind of has a, that crusty exterior, but inside, not so much. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, there was one time, you know, he comes in early in the morning, and he walked by one of the coaches one, one morning, head down, and walked by him and didn't say anything. And one of the coaches came up and he said, what's, what's wrong with him? He's not going to disrespect. I said, that's just Tony. Relax. It's no big deal. You know, it's, that's Tony. Um, but when you get to know him, you know, we were playing in Rick's golf tournament one time, and his house was in Bear Path, as you all probably know by now. Um, and, you know, we get to the whatever hole he was on, and uh, he'd have a big cooler out there with beer and wine. He gave me a bottle of wine so we could, you know, play the rest of the course. And, uh, you know, that's Tony. He was, he was a genuine person that um, um, cared an awful lot about a lot of people. You know, I don't know. I'm still working through the process, and uh, you know, quite honestly, I don't think today's the day to to worry about any of that stuff. Uh, you know, you know, there's such a fine line. You know, you're you're trying to let you know him rest in peace and his family. You know, handle through the the arrangements and all those things, and yet we know we have a football season coming up, and we have to get you know get to work on things we have to do. So. When I can, I'm working through the process, and you know, when we know something, I'll let you know. But I have not decided what I'm going to do yet. Who are some of the people around the NFL that I'm not going to talk about it today? Say one more time, Don. Take extra care with the, the younger guys on the O line that kind of felt he was a father figure. He kind of nurtured them. Yeah. Well, I kind of tried to be like Tony today and kind of gig him a little bit, you know, like. Elfline was out there and giving him a hard time, and you know, kind of that's how Tony was. So, um, yeah, not really. I, I'm gonna be myself too. He take care of himself. Yeah, he said, you know, when we left for the break, he said this is the best health he's been. He felt like he's been in. He was walking all the time. He was, um, you know, enjoying himself. I know. Uh, his, his daughter just got married a couple weeks ago in Dallas and uh, obviously was down there, so um, you know, I'm not a doctor, so I won't get into any of that. See how good I am? Uh, one just football question, Pat Elfline on the pop list. Uh, how long do you expect he potentially to be on? Until uh, he gets healthy and the doctors say he can go. He's getting him better every day. Um, I don't, uh, you know, Shouldn't be too long. Good.
Thank you. That was Mike Zimmer's press conference earlier today talking about Tony Sperano passing away at the age of 56. More with the Ride with Royce up next right here on 1500 ESPN. Mr. John Height with a sports update. Thank you, Patrick. This update sponsored by your locally owned Domino's, introducing Domino's Hotspots. Get pizza delivered to outdoor locations like parks, beaches, and more. Not at home? Not a problem. Visit dominoes.com for details on Domino's Hotspots. Give you a hot spot. Do you have anything well, there in your update on Jess Myers hosting the uh, the Stanley I, Cup how about ceremony that? at War Road today for T.J. Oshie? I don't. Mm-hmm. Don't have anything on that. He looked uh, very happy to be with it. I, of course, have a picture with the Stanley Cup in my old Cadillac uh, from a number of years ago. Mm. So they brought it out to the <laughs> studio out in Maplewood one day. There was a cool mm. photo at what is World's, whatever their town festival days are, with mm-hmm. Oshi with the cup and Gigi with her gold medal. Oh, nice. That was yep. pretty cool. See that. Uh, twins Toronto playing up in Toronto. Twins going for the sweep. Right now it's 3-2 to two Twins in going into the bottom of the fourth. Uh, Joe Maurer has an RBI double for the Twins. Irv Santana's first start of the season. Uh, so far, Irv's pitched three innings, given up four hits, two runs, struck out three. Ike Irv's what, up to about 63 pitches. Uh, game 100, Joe. Uh, John, he's making his first start. Uh, sheesh. Thought it was late May. Yeah, it was going to be late. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually early May. Early May, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, lots of other baseball games today. Tampa Bay beat the Yankees 3-2. to two. Sergio Romo got the save, and he also played one out in the ninth at third base. They uh, had uh, quite the collection. They had that Stanek make the uh, start again, and uh, and uh, they had six different pitchers pitching. Yeah. Speaking of the Yankees, Pat, John and I were having a good laugh earlier today. Did you see the, uh, the, the, the tweet of, remember the slow motion kid into the home plate? The little league The kid. little leaguer? You remember this? The, the, yes. This, okay. They said, recent video surfaces of Gary Sanchez running home. <laughs> they, they put <laughs> the his, slow-mo put his they put head, his head on, head on it. That was pretty funny. Mets beat the Pirates 6-4. Reds over the Cardinals 7-3. Uh, the Indians win behind the Mets didn't beat the Pirates. Didn't the Indians beat the Pirates? Uh, Padres. Okay. Mets beat the Padres. Okay. Indians beat uh, Pittsburgh 4-zip behind Trevor Bowers. Seven shutout innings. Uh, and then, by the way, the rest of the game, Simber pitched two-thirds of an inning, and Brad Hand came in and struck out three in one and a third innings. All right. So they're helping yeah, their new bullpen. Nats beat the Brewers 7-3. to three. Cubs edging Arizona 2-1. to one. Detroit an 8-4 winner over the Royals. Philadelphia beat the Dodgers again 7-3. to three. And Seattle right now leads the Giants 2 to nothing in the top of the sixth inning. Minnesota Wild have agreed to a deal with Jason Zucker. Five years, $27.5 million. He recorded 64 points for the Wild in 82 games last season. Vikings announced today that starting center Pat Elfline will begin training camp on the physically unable to perform list. Elfline has spent the offseason rehabbing an ankle injury. He suffered that injury in the NFC Championship game against the Eagles. He underwent surgery. There it is, Manny. Just just the start. Manny and I were talking. When stinks start going bad with an NFL team, they never stop. (laughs) Uh, He underwent surgery in January. The NFL's 2017 third-round pick, or the Vikings, excuse me, 2017 third-round pick, started 14 games in his rookie season. Sorry, Kenny and I were watching the slow-mo video of Max Kepler (laughs) face-planting at uh, Sky Dome. (laughs) I I won't make fun of you because I sat at my desk all alone. (laughs) I laughed until tears were coming out of my eyes when I watched it. The Lynx picked up another all-star today when forward Rebecca Brunson was added to Saturday's game at the Target Center by WNBA President Lisa Borders. Why? 
Uh, there's an injury replacement for L.A. star Nika Ogumike. Oh, Ogumike. Ogumike. Thank you. Uh, yeah. She is sick, apparently. She's mm-hmm. ill. She uh, She's a good player. She hit the uh, game winner when the Lynx beat the Sparks in the finals a couple of years ago. You see Coach Whalen had 10 last night, and she played uh, quite a bit uh, yeah. after uh, several uh, non-existent uh, performances. But Maya went 3 for 15 from the field. She's uh, She's Not been pretty ice shots. cold the last couple of weeks. Yep. Well, anyway, John. Yep. All right. Do you approve of Rebecca Brunson being I, on I, the All-Star team, I or do. don't you really care? I do, and that means... She's been no. injured a lot, though. She's hardly played. I was trying to work in how Lindsay was inspired by the husband's uh, appearance on the ride sure. with Royce yesterday. Go to bed. Four links now in the game, uh, including Maya Moore, Simone Augusta, Sylvia Fowles, and Brunson. So, they're not on the same team. I wonder That's if Brunson correct. ends up with uh, Maya. Maya's on a different team, right? That's a good point. So. She yeah. probably, yeah. probably just takes a McKay's spot, whichever yeah. team a McKay is on. Yeah. What a dumb idea. <laughs> East and West. That's how God intended all-star games to be played. Well, it's just the same format as the NBA. I know. That's stupid, too. Just a good old-fashioned playground. Mm-hmm. I'll take him. You they take fin- him. But, Pat, they finally had a decent all-star game this year with this format. Everybody played a little bit of defense, at least. Yeah, well, it's un-American. <laughs> a good NFL note. Buffalo Bills Hall of Fame quarterback Jim Kelly has no evidence of cancer in his latest good. MRA and CT scans. The team announcing today. The 58-year-old Kelly initially diagnosed with oral cancer five years ago. He had been cancer-free since September 2014. Then in March of this year, the oral cancer uh, cancer returned. After surgeries this spring, he's once again cancer-free. Uh, Kelly can be seen smiling and giving a thumbs up in a picture that was posted by his wife, Jill, on Instagram today. All right, Johnny, thank you. you on that high note, we will uh, sign off. The ride with Royce now continues. First of all, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. It's time for late hits. Justify is still there. Justify from Gronkowski. He's just perfect. And now he's just immortal. Justify is the 13th triple crown winner. Gronkowski was second. Hofberg was third. And Vito Rosa was fourth. Justify has done it. Yeah, and that's the last time we're going to see him run. Uh, they announced today that uh, he's being retired. He gets to go and hang out with the girls at uh, he gets Winst- the good job Winstar <laughs> Farm. But I think he wanted to run. He looked like a horse that wanted to run a few more times. Uh, Justify had some filling in his ankle. That must be fluid, huh? Mm-hmm. And he is just not responding quick enough for a fall campaign. Trainer Bob Baffert said. We all wanted to see Justify run again, but ultimately it's my responsibility to make sure he is perfect. Without 60 or 90 days, in other words, to get him ready, I can't be definite. I think it's all BS. I think they knew they weren't going to run him again, but they didn't want to announce it after he won the Belmont Stakes Mm -hmm. and the Triple Crown. But... You know, I don't, maybe not. That's just my opinion. The but, triple uh, crown's not a bad way to go out. No, no, but uh, you sure would have liked to seen him run in either the Travers or some, you know, uh, fall race and then late summer race and then in the Breeders' Cup Classic and then hang it up, which mm-hmm. is some of the other, uh, some of the other horses uh, have done. Uh, Justify will appear at Del Mar this Saturday p- to parade before fans 
before returning to Kentucky. The parade at Del Mar will be a great opportunity for the fans in the San Diego area to come out and see him. Yeah, well... I'd rather watch him run. Have you been to that track out there? Oh, Del Mar. That was my annual trip with the Dark Man every year. That's what I thought, because we drove yeah. by it back in February, and I was bummed that we didn't uh, that we didn't make we a would, stop. Uh, it looked gorgeous. We would go to La Costa for about four days, play golf every morning, and then go to Del Mar in the afternoon. And uh, and then, because of the Dark Man, we had to go to Tijuana and watch High Lie about it. <laughs> <laughs> you've never, you've never uh, really had a fine gourmet, gourmet Mexican meal until you've eaten taquitas in the lunch counter at the High Lie in Tijuana. Oh, so my just, goodness. Just meant dark thought they were out of this world. Khalil Amak is not going to report to training camp when it opens Thursday for the Raiders. Uh, the best defensive player in the NFL uh, is uh, getting uh, $13.8 million on the fifth year of his rookie contract, but he wants a new deal, obviously. John Gruden said in June, one of the big reasons I came here was to coach that man. But uh, Mac is... Well, then uh, pay him. Pay him, is, Well, he's... He's, the, he's really the only... Eight. I don't know what they're waiting for. Why don't they just extend him? You can extend him, right? I would think so. Yeah. I mean, he's and he's pretty much the only good defensive player that they have. I mean, uh-huh. you'd think they'd try to lock him up long term. They need him. They don't have any big uh, cap problems, do they? I don't. Know. I don't they think just, so. They don't want to. They don't. They're probably saving their money to get into the new stadium. The Pirates had an 11-game winning streak going into today's game. They got beat uh, as Trevor Bauer shut them down. But even worse news. Uh, Sterling Starly Marte, who's been fantastic lately, the center fielder got hit in the left hand. I don't mm. think we got a report yet, but he had to leave in the first inning right off the bat. Doesn't end his 17-game hitting streak because it's not an official at bat either. You need a you need an official at bat before a hitting streak ends, but uh, that's not good. Guess what, Larry Scott, the long-serving. Uh, commissioner of the Pac-12 uh, said uh, that Pac-12 are having their media their media stuff now. Much has been written and discussed about our bowl record last year. From our perspective, a handful of season-ending games are not a communicator of a conference's overall strength and competitiveness. Okay, but one and eight, that's two handfuls, buddy. Yeah. That's two hands, yeah. though, right? They were one and eight. That's pretty bad. And who who kicked it away? They should have been 0-9. Somebody, was it, uh, didn't somebody kick it? Uh, the last, they won like the last time out, and I think they were going to be 0-9. Somebody had them beat. And, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, by the way, uh, just one men's basketball team, Arizona, reached the round of 64 in the NCAA tournament and was promptly upset in the first round. So what, they they only had three teams and two of them had to play in the play-in game, or what? I think so. Yeah, that sounds about be. right. Nine of our 12 teams, Carla. Hey, Larry, you guys uh, you guys humiliated yourself in the postseason. Apparently Washington's supposed to be loaded this year, though. You know what? We should have hired Chris Peterson when we had a chance uh, <laughs> before. Uh, his, Jerry Kill was fine, but... Uh, Remember all the go go from that. We're gonna get Jared Chris Peterson from Boise State now that we got rid of Brew. <laughs> all right, I've got the 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 uh, bowl schedule here in front of me. Uh, who are we looking I thought, for? I thought 
Pac uh, 12. Okay. I thought Oregon near, got beat by Boise State near the end. Utah near. beat West Virginia. UCLA lost to Kansas State. Purdue beat Arizona. Yes. TCU beat Stanford. Michigan. So so Utah beat somebody. Yeah. Uh, so that that's the one pack. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I forgot Utah's in the pack Utah's 12 now. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Utah well, I guess beat I West was, Virginia. Uh, Oh, no, no. I was thinking of the Big Ten almost running the table until Michigan lost to South Carolina, right, after having a lead? Did oh, Michigan lose I to think, South Carolina? I think so. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking of. I, I got victory and defeat confused. <laughs> I forgot all about the, the armies to Navy and change all the navies to Army. I yes. forgot about that close matchup between Ohio State and USC, 24-7. to 7. Remember, that was the, wasn't that the Cotton Bowl? Mm-hmm. I think it was the Cotton yeah. Bowl, yeah. Uh, Justin Watkins is a uh, high-level recruit at Florida. He's a freshman. Uh, uh, he ain't going to make her, though. He's already He's been arrested for the second time in three months. According to the uh, inmate records in uh, Lucia County, he was booked Tuesday on third-degree felony charges of kidnapping, false improvement, oh. impri- false imprisonment, Domestic battery by strangulation, and he was also charged with uh, two first-degree misdemeanor battery accounts. You know what this means? Two years from now, last chance you. You'll either be at Eastern Mississippi or Independence, Kansas. You'll be at one of those places. Is uh, Jonas Cespedes the most injury-prone player in all of baseball? I have a thought on this particular injury, don't you? Uh, What's that? This is a guy that got his money and said, Ah, man, you know... My, my heels oh, hurt. Oh, we're awful and my heels hurt. He's I have gonna a hangnail. He's going to have surgeries to, to remove calcifications in both of his heels, an ailment that has bothered him dating back to his teenage years. So he won't be back till well into next season. Uh-huh. They said the surgeries won't take place for two or th- the second surgery won't take place for two or three months. Why did they bring him back? I Why remember. I forget who the GM was that said this, but he nailed it when he uh, it was a maybe a former GM. I can't remember, yeah. but the quote was. Oh my God! He got he almost got in the World Series. The team that gives this guy a lot of money is making a grave <laughs> mistake, and he was one hundred percent right. Yeah. Well, he's uh, he he missed like he came back for what one game, right? Yeah, but made, didn't make it through one. Said, game. Oh my heel! Yep. Hey, Kawhi took the physical. Mm-hmm. Must be going to Toronto to yeah, get the uh, so. to get the to get the deal. Uh, you, they had a week to take their physicals to make the deal uh, to stand up. The deal, so yeah. Maybe he'll go there and play. I, I, I heard. Or I, is he going to take the physical so that he can get traded to the Lakers now from Toronto? <laughs> Demar yeah, Derozan. I saw him with doing an interview uh, last yesterday with somebody who covers the Spurs, and he was trying to explain why he's so upset. He just he just deserved more respect, more treatment. Oh, you know, sure. This Masai, Masai yeah. Jerry, the, the Raptors GM, had told him in, during yeah. summer league that they weren't mm-hmm. going to trade him, and then a couple mm-hmm. weeks later they trade him. Well, DeMar, yeah. get over it. It's yeah. okay. They change it. You're still they're making going, You're going to San Antonio. You're still you're making play your pop. money. You're fine. Yes, yes. yes. You're going uh, to get to shoot a lot of jump shots, so uh, don't worry about it. All right, we'll be back with the sports person of the uh, day. No, wait. We'll be back with Today in History. Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now, this day in history. Patrick? 
Was that when they shot the arrow through yes, the ring? Yes, it is. Antonio the, uh, Rebolo, the, uh, the greatest archer that the shot the arrow into the torch. torch yeah. lighting in the history of the Olympics. That was great. Barcelona, the guy shot the arrow through the target and, and, and ignited the flame. I got to cover the Barcelona Olympics. By far my favorite Olympics I ever covered. It was a fantastic, a fantastic city. That's I, a lot of pressure, by the, the way. The, the opening <laughs> ceremonies... The opening ceremonies, I didn't have a tick. Uh, didn't have a ticket for it. We only had one ticket. Jay Weiner went, which was fine. I'm not a big guy on the ceremonies, but I watched it in a street that was right below the stadium with a bunch of Spanish folks who had pulled this little black and white television. Oh, get out of here! On mm. a chair and sat around, and they were drinking liquids, and uh, I was uh, talking as best we could. There was a couple of English speakers in there. Sure. And it was great, and you, you could hear everything going on up above The place us. was I, going I nuts. Yes. hour for them, and, and we saw the, you know, on the black and white TV, you saw the guy, and they were so thrilled that he pulled it off because they were afraid he was going to embarrass the entire nation of Spain if he uh, screwed it up. But, but he nailed that it. Was, you know, Samaranch uh, brought it to his hometown, basically, Juan Antonio Samaranch. But a lot of people didn't think Spain could pull it off. It uh, turned out fantastic. First time they had professionals, but also it was the official professionals. I mean, they had unofficial professionals. They brought the dream team. But not only that, it was after the breakup of the Soviet Union. So you had 13 new countries there, basically. Yeah. And uh, there was more athletes there than had ever been. More countries there, and they pulled it off. And it was it was steamy. Great public transportation, though. Uh, driving, you know, riding the train out the to the basketball arena from downtown, and uh, it was hot enough, though. And we were working hard enough. I lost twenty five pounds in three weeks You're in Barcelona. Kidding. Really. It took me about two to gain it back when I got home. It was it was hard to gain that back. I had to gain that back. You were man. determined. I was I was like Wendy. I was undernourished, man. I was like Wendy. Is that the greatest Olympiad? Just the the total so. the total one. I think so. When you throw in the it, the it dream was team, so groundbreaking yeah. because yeah. it brought the you know the all of us were we gave up the phony. Amateur standing. The track was great. You know, everything was, uh, it was really well Bleep done. Angola. It was, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, I, uh, I love the Barcelona Olympics, and today was uh, the opening ceremony.